So before we, uh, we start with Disney, I'm just going to throw the approved questions away <laughs> down there somewhere. Um, We're very excited about Stickman, but uh, we have some questions about the chain of title. Uh, I, have a show, I have a show in development with my nephew, which has uh, big similarities, and our lawyers would need to be comfortable that you actually own that idea before you sell it to us. <laughs> very good, very good, Iran. Well done, Iran. Okay, no, but actually, before we start, um, you know, today's a very special day for somebody in this, uh, in this room. And, and it was also a very special day for, for myself yesterday. 26 yesterday. Um, so, I'm just going to fiddle around here. I figured we'd just, it's, it's lunchtime, right, David? So, yeah. we can, we can have, a, have a little drink now. <laughs> so, I heard this is a good move with broadcasters, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's Morrison's own brand, in case you... <laughs> oh, the good stuff. <laughs> Spared no expense. Uh, Ryan, I know you, you, you like a little drop, don't you? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm afraid not for me. I think you missed the punchline of why you're pouring us the. Uh... Yeah, best pitch ever. Thank you. Yeah, it's David's birthday today, everybody. Yay! 27. 27. And, and it was your birthday. And it was my birthday yesterday. And David Wright, if he's in here, and it's his birthday as well, so I just embarrass him a little as well. Um, okay, jo joking aside, welcome Disney. David Levine, Big Boss, Louise Bucknell, UK programming guru, and Orion Ross. Everything else. Everything else. <laughs> <laughs> and knows a lot about the legal system as well, the looks of it. So uh, I will go back to the approved Disney questions, um, wherever the PR team are, and uh, we'll start with um, Are Disney stores open for production? Can you put the next slide up, please? There we go. There we go. Uh, so the answer is definitely yes. Uh, you can see from all the logos up there, those are all shows that we've produced, co-produced, um, and uh, we, we, they're, they're all from the UK, from Europe, um, so we are very much open for business. Um, we've got a lot of activity going on. We'll share uh, some news today about that and um, are, are very happy to, to speak to you guys. Okay, and obviously, you, you know, Orion was very keen when he came on stage about my my work, so these are this is what I've been working on with Disney, just in case you could see that. So you don't want to be predictable. Exactly, um, and then also in the action adventure space, there's Stick Superhero as well. So which I'm, I think that's more on the Warner Brothers side with the S in the middle. Well, you can say that I don't really listen to the the legal stuff, so it's. Uh, <laughs> is it uh, is it European content? It could it could well be, but what. You thinking 50 to 11s? Or? Not if I move to Antarctica anyway, but um, <laughs> what, I'm, what I'm keen to know, because I've worked on these for ages, right? It's, you know, late nights, early mornings, and I, I want to know what happens once it enters the building at Disney, you know? How do you review it? What do you do to it? How long does it take? What would it be like working with you guys? Okay, so there's a number of ways that you can, can work with us and also approach us. Um, Firstly, you need to obviously watch our channels and see the kind of content that we have on Disney Channel 
XD and Disney Junior. Um, but there are a number of people that you can contact. Um, we have Ian Lambert here at the front, who's our acquisitions manager, and he looks after EMEA and UK. There's also Orion, who uh, looks after animation for XD, uh, Disney Junior and DC, and also digital short form as well. Uh, we also have Paul McKenzie, who's our head of development for uh, live action, and Christiana Nabili, who is the head of production for um, live action. So they're the people to approach. And when um, projects come into us or programs or ideas, it can be anything. It could be an acquisition, it could be a co-pro, it could be just a, a very small idea. Um, and this will be discussed um, throughout the company. So if you approach those people, what happens is it comes to people like me, I'm the programming director for the UK and Ireland, uh, but I have colleagues throughout all the other territories in Europe, um, and we review all of this, and then we feed back all our notes um, and our, our thoughts on those projects, whether it's a yes or a no, or to take it further, um, and then obviously go back to uh, the producer or the company um, to say, you know, sort of what the outcome is. Now, in terms of timeline, we don't have a commissioning round. Um, it depends on sort of our gap in the schedule that we have for the year and we work on a, a yearly uh, financial year our financial year goes from October through to September so for next year we're pretty stocked up for next year but we're looking beyond that um, and what we do is we will look at sort of where we we want to complement certain shows or there could be a certain strategy that we want to follow and it changes and evolves as we try to innovate and change what we're doing um, as we go through each year as audience patterns uh, change or the target of our audiences change so it's a conversation with us but always start with a great idea idea, come and talk to us. Uh, we're very, very flexible in the way that we work. Um, and yeah, that's that's sort of basically uh, what happens. Back that up, Richard. It's really mm. different for every project. Yeah. Uh, we look at a project and figure out whether it's ready to pick it up with, as a pre-buy or just put it straight into production, or whether it needs some development, whether it needs some scripting, whether it needs a pilot, whether it needs an animatic. And that's really based on where the project is and who the partners are and what we think, that, what the, what we think the real proof of concept for a show might be. And it might just be a script, it might be a full pilot. So there's lots of different ways that we work depending on the on the project and where it is. Okay, and then as you've seen, I've been obviously pitching pitching a lot of stuff around at this at this event. Um, I can see the BBC later, so I was wondering, uh, you know, if you maybe you could share some of your sort of tips for pitching because it's not an easy thing. It's not an easy thing to do. Um, so some of the things that are good, some of the things that people should steer, like myself, should steer clear of. Whiskey's a good start. Wh whiskey, is that a good start? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Fireworks, don't, don't use fireworks. Don't use fireworks. There was a famous, a, a famous pitch at Disney where some of the executives were injured by the fireworks that went off. But did they uh, get so their show picked up? avoid having the people that you're pitching to wind up in the hospital. That's a good, you know, first off, do no harm. Yeah. I think it's... Uh, I think generally it, it, avoid it, wearing the costume of the character that you're pitching. It's probably, we'll, we'll get the point from the picture you don't have to pitching is pitching is really hard yeah, and I think is. one of the things is that um, people maybe don't realize about Disney is that we do a lot of pitching internally Lots. and to actually we don't unfortunately have the magic wand that allows us to green light in the room we've got to go back and, and get everything lined up so we're pitchers too and when you're pitching to us you're really pitching to a fairly sympathetic audience um, a pitch is both a performance and a conversation you want somebody to be funny if you're pitching a comedy it should be an entertaining pitch that's that's kind of basic um, but it is also a conversation and it doesn't need to be it doesn't need to be a big dog and pony show the best pitches are are both funny and genuinely engaging and and are a, and are a conversation what, what about some things to avoid I mean I, when I was in in your sort of shoes I, I would often get things like your colleague in America loves this and I'm looking at it thinking uh, is he on drugs or uh, <laughs> And, and I think people sometimes forget that you can pick up the phone or send an email, and, yeah. and maybe you can 
throw well, out some like things dating, to stay right? You don't go on a first date and say, well, your sister thinks I'm hot, you know? <laughs> I mean, that's, that's like... It's, you've, got to, you've, got to win peop, you've got to win people over one by one. Any production is a long-term relationship. An animated series is a very long-term relationship. And you've got to, you've got to build that relationship from the first pitch. I'd say not in the toilet or in the dinner queue. Could we sit down and eat together? What, what about the buffet car on the way home? Ooh, maybe not. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Leave yeah. that one to Sarah then. Um, so maybe, can you tell us a little bit about how much content is made in-house, um, with maybe compared to how much is commissioned? We're not a studio. Yeah. So we don't actually, we, don't, we do interstitials in the short form mm -hmm. in-house, but everything we do is commissioned or co-produced or acquired from independent companies. So we don't, we're unlike Cartoon Network in the UK, unlike our own TV animation studio in Burbank, we do not have a studio in Europe and we work entirely with independent companies. And even some of the, the short form and interstitials can also go to um, production companies as well, but the majority of our promotions and interstitials are made in-house, but yeah. And what about quotas? It's something we've not really spoken about. I think uh, Orion joked about it at the start, but is that, is that an important area for you guys? We don't have any genre quotas. Um, we have our EU um, content um, percentages that we uh, return to Ofcom every year, so we have a regulatory quota that we have. Um, but in terms of sort of commissioning from the different genres, we don't have any set quotas per year. It's again looking at sort of what our needs are and our gaps are. So that's why we can be really flexible and open to, you know, sort of the creative that comes in and again develop that dependent on the needs, but also um, sort of how it will get placed later. And uh, how do you identify who you want to work with? Is there a, sometimes you think, I really like these guys, I've seen the work they've done. I think you'd want to go for, I mean, I think in every case we want to work with the best people for each project. So that if you want to do a cooking show, maybe you'd work with Jamie Oliver's company and get Michelle Rue Jr. on it. That's a great idea. If you're doing a serial drama, you might want to work with Lime. Um, it doesn't mean the biggest company. It, we work with some very small companies too, but it does mean who is the best for that project in every case. Um, There's a nice segue talk, there, Ryan. Talk a bit about First Class Chefs. Yeah, so, so First Class Chefs, um, we've got um, uh, Disney's got a commitment to healthy living, and we wanted to make a show that was very aspirational and positive for kids' relationship with making food and uh, you know creating amazing dishes. So um, we went to a number of companies. Um, uh, Jamie Oliver's company, Fresh One, they won the uh, the, uh, the commission. Um, it's called First Class Chefs. We launched it a couple of weeks ago. We're very very proud of this. Um, it's doing really really well um, on the channel and also we're getting great um, response back from viewers through our non-linear and social feeds as well which we've got a lot of content and this is as we said it's hosted by Michelle Junior as the sort of head judge and it's 12 teams of two pairs of kids um, and they're going to go through um, rounds um, competition rounds um, to get knocked out to get towards <coughs> the finale where they are battling it out to win £10,000 for their school um, to uh, put towards a healthy living project so it could be a herb garden or cooking equipment for their school and um, what, what we found with this is that kids really love cooking. Um, it's very aspirational for the audience that we're trying to target on Disney Channel, which is 8 to 12s. And uh, we, we're so delighted with this uh, program. It's the first cooking show that we've done in the UK um, for the channel. So if you haven't seen it, please do check it out on the channel or on our VOD services. There's also um, an animated program, which I think um, we, can, we can talk a little bit about, right? It's sure. Um, let's, let's go to the next slide. Um, we've got just a sneak peek of a show that just went into production. Uh, it's called Counterfeit Cat. It's for Disney XD. And it is about um, 
a the, the, the yellow character there is called Max, and he's a very uh, vain and nervous and selfish house cat who uh, who's never really left his apartment and is 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 looked after by. Uh, if you could go back to the previous slide, actually, that would be cool. Um, just because you want to see the old lady in the background who's called Betty. And she's a little bit blind, but she is also an action granny. She likes paintball and extreme sports and laser tag and stuff like that. Uh, and Max has, you know, Max has been selfish, never had to worry about any, anybody but himself. His owner dotes on him. Suddenly he winds up having to look after a very inquisitive and very powerful and very young uh, alien called Gark. Uh, and he disguises Gark as a cat so that Betty won't notice that he's an alien and not a cat. Uh, and Gark is the counterfeit cat. So this is Max, and just a little walk cycle. If you go to the next slides, uh, Max is voiced by the amazing Mark Wooten, uh, who you may remember from such great shows as High Spirits with Shirley Ghostman. Uh, looks a little bit like Max, which is kind of cool. Um, <laughs> next slide, please. Uh, this is Gark. So you see him on the right there, out of his uh, cat costume, and in the left, in his cat costume. He has a lot of amazing powers that he can't quite control yet. Uh, and he kind of becomes Max's little brother, and it really is at heart a, a, a sibling comedy about, you know, um, an older brother will, will shamelessly torment and exploit uh, a younger brother until somebody else threatens, threatens their younger sibling, in which case they will protect them. So there's a, there's a, it, there's a real sibling-like relationship in the show with extreme alien characteristics. Uh, Gark, uh, next slide, is voiced by the amazing Alex Kelly. Uh, Gark is a boy. Um, and the next slide, please. And we also have a boy playing a lady. Uh, Kayvan Novak is, is playing Betty and, and many other parts. He's a man of a thousand voices um, and really brings a lot of fantastic work on the show. So this is a show that we developed uh, in the UK with a little company in Bristol called Wild Seed. Uh, Miles Bullough and Jesse Cleverly are the uh, exec producers on this show. It's a UK-Canada treaty co-production, but most of the work is done in the UK. Uh, designs, writing, most of the writing, all the voices uh, in Bristol uh, with a new little studio uh, and, and a great crew that's coming together just, just for this show. Uh, and it will start delivering episodes uh, early next year and launch on in, in 2016. It's been picked up by our US networks. It's a co-production with Teletoon in Canada. And uh, that is a little bit of Counterfeit Cat, um, a UK homegrown production, which is going to be on XD around the world. Thank you. Um We've spoken about what you've been doing and how to approach you and stuff, but perhaps most importantly, what, what is it that you're looking for? The short answer is what we don't already have. So uh, I think a good answer for that is on the live action side. Um, we have a great pipeline of content that comes from the US. Uh, it's mostly, mostly sitcoms. Um, we know that the audiences in the UK and Europe uh, like, those, like those shows, love those shows, uh, but they also like other, other formats. Um, we've had a lot of success uh, so far throughout the region with a show called Violetta, which is a telenovela. And so we're also looking to develop more live action uh, and more, more dramatic type programming uh, here in the UK. So last year we produced a four-part miniseries uh, called Evermore. And so we've commissioned a 20-part uh, additional season of Evermore called the Evermore Chronicles, which continues the story. Um, this is a show that was 
uh, created by, by a British company, uh, Lime Pictures, uh, who you might know from Hollyoaks and uh, other shows. And uh, so we've also, we've also begun um, uh, pre-production on a new live action series. Um, we're doing something that's uh, new for us. We've never quite done this before. We're taking a, a long form show that was produced in another market, um, a show called North Star, produced in, uh, in Disney Channel Israel, and remaking it in English uh, for the European audience. We're also gonna be adding um, some additional musical elements to it. Um, this is going to be produced by uh, the foundation, part of Zodiac. Um, we're looking at different areas at which would, in to film it at. Be uh, filmed at some in somewhere in the UK. And um, Evermore Chronicles and now this, this North Star remake are really possible because of the tax credit that was uh, introduced. And it really was able to unlock our strategy for live action production. So, you know, we look at ourselves as a, you know, a new player in that, in that arena, um, a, a bit of an upstart, I suppose, uh, in terms of our, our production pipeline. Uh, but it's something that we're very committed to, and uh, we look forward to, you know, getting more pitches and, and developing more ideas to be able to fill the pipeline. Um, so that's, you know, definitely, if you've got a show that you, you think could work for us, um, please reach out to Paul McKenzie. Uh, he's he's here somewhere, um, and uh, we'd love to talk to you. Thanks very much, David. I think um, you know, although I've got plenty more questions that I could ask you, um, I'll, I'll just find you later at the Weatherspoons or whatever for your birthday um, <laughs> and get you there. So we've got a few minutes left. I'm assuming people in the audience would like to ask Disney some questions. Steve, have you got a question? From, 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 from the, the world of the, the internet. From the Twitter feed. Is that what they call it now? Yeah, let's do it. Twitter let's feed. Embrace technology. It says here, can creatives come direct to you to share ideas or do you prefer to meet with producers? And it's from Iris Licensing. So obviously they're a creative company. Sorry, can you repeat Sorry, yeah, I'll, 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 I'll do it slowly this time. Hi. Uh, can creators come direct to you to share ideas, or do you prefer to just meet with producers? Uh, both, actually. Absolutely both. Absolutely both. Um, you know, especially, I mean, I think in, in all parts of the, um, in all parts of the house on the live action side and on the animation side, uh, we love creator-driven shows. We love someone that's got an idea that has a vision. Um, so certainly a creator can come to us. Um, on the, you know, on the other hand, linking up with a production company that can help put your vision together uh, is certainly something that would benefit you as well. Um, and, and you know, we, we are looking at a range of formats. We actually have another, another new show that we're going to be producing. Um, it's, called, uh, it's, it's called Access All Areas. It's a magazine type show. Um, it's an it's a entertainment factual show which, which will be running uh, beginning at some point this summer. Um, bringing in all sorts of different pop culture, music, talent, um, movies, gaming to the Disney Channel audience. So we're really committed to producing new formats, new shows, new content here in the UK. Um, and we, as I said, we'd love to speak to you. So either way, as a creator or as a producer. And I think what's unique about us is we're a real global community. So if you approach any one of us, your idea or your program will get sort of um, sent to all those people internally and we'll do that legwork and then come back to you. So it's just, you know, as we said, approach one of us. Um, um, and it will always get reviewed, and not just by the UK, but by EMEA and also globally as well. Thanks, guys. Anybody else? I think we've got time for one more, maybe, maybe two more. I can't see anything. Hi. Can I just ask about the 
the jump in Evermore from four parts to 20, I'm, I'm assuming that's partly as a result of the tax breaks. Are you commissioning in that kind of volume when you're looking for a new series and how many sort of scripted series can you sustain when you have a series of that length? Uh, you know, we, we look at different formats and look at different lengths in terms of what makes the most sense for the particular story, uh, what works for the production, in, you know, specifically. Um, we don't have particular volumes in mind, uh, particularly because, you know, there's all different kinds of funding models, et cetera. So uh, I wouldn't want to limit us to a particular number, but we, we are looking to put several series into production uh, at once. So we have Evermore Chronicles, and then we have North Star coming up. Uh, so already we've got two that are currently in production, and, and we're looking for more. Okay. I think that that, that basically will sum it up for us then. And uh, maybe we could say thank you very much to Disney and everybody else.